I'm Rick Duncan. I'm glad to be with you today. One of the reasons I'm glad to be here is because this actually gave me an excuse to take a shower and change my clothes. And don't look so shocked about that because I bet a lot of you haven't showered for days, haven't changed your clothes for days. I know I'm not the only one. So it is good to be with you today. We're in our series called Uncertainty. And we're looking at some biblical characters and how they found certainty in uncertain times. And today, we're going to be looking at an ancient king of Judah. His name was, fancy name, unusual name, Jehoshaphat. And you'll find his story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. So you might want to get your Bibles or fire up your apps to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And we're actually going to be looking at three things he did to sky his eyes. One of the most important verses in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 is verse 12, where he basically says, uh, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. He was one of the good kings in the history of God's people, because there were a lot of bad ones. But this is a guy who did what was right in the sight of God. And for most of his rule, God kept the enemies away. But at this point in time, God allowed some enemies from the West to come close. And so he was surrounded by armies. The people of God were surrounded by enemy armies. They were outnumbered. They were overwhelmed. They were under fire. And that might be the way you feel right now. Overwhelmed with what's going on with the coronavirus crisis, uh, feeling outnumbered by finances. I don't know where the next check is going to come from. Maybe somebody in your family is actually struggling with some kind of a health issue, or maybe you're feeling kind of confined at home and relational conflict has gotten out of control. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why we can feel like we're outnumbered and under fire and overwhelmed. And if that's the way you're feeling, then the message of today, I hope, will be an encouragement to you. Because here's what Jehoshaphat says. He says, when I don't know what to do, I sky my eyes. Uh, we're feeling overwhelmed. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And so today we're going to talk about three ways to basically sky your eyes. I love that Pastor Dale Piscura teaches us all the time. Sky your eyes toward God. Look to the heavens. And this is a way for us to deal with life when we're feeling overwhelmed and outnumbered and under fire. And so the first thing that we can learn from this passage of Scripture is for us to ask questions of God. And by that, I'm talking about a prayer. Because in the passage, you see basically three questions that Jehoshaphat asks God. And the first one comes in, in verse 6. He is feeling surrounded by the enemy, and so he says, O oh Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations, and in your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. And so the first question is, aren't you? Aren't you? 
And, and it's really not so much a question of God as it is a way for Jehoshaphat to remind himself of who God is. And the idea is he is reminding himself of the very character and the very nature of God. Aren't you ruler? Aren't you sovereign? Aren't you in control? Aren't you the one who has the whole world in your hands? But that's not the only question he asks. He goes on to ask, uh, didn't you question? And that's in verse 7. Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? And so here he's not so much asking a question of God, but he's kind of reminding himself not only of the character of God, but the deeds of God. Didn't you do this for us in the past? And then he moves to a third prayer, and that is a won't you prayer. And you can see this in verse 12. Oh, our God, will you not execute judgment on them, on the enemies that have come against us? For we are powerless against this great horde, this mighty army that has come against us, and we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And so this is a a way for us to pray. And we can follow this pattern that Jehoshaphat used in his prayers. I mean, we can pray, uh, aren't you, didn't you, won't you, just like Jehoshaphat did. Because God is a trustworthy God. So what I would encourage you to do is to just craft a short prayer. Jehoshaphat's prayers are not that long. So get, get a pen, get some paper, and spend some time writing down those three questions. Aren't you? And then list something about the character of God that encourages you. Aren't you sovereign? Aren't you the good shepherd? Aren't you kind? And then write down a didn't you statement. Maybe something that not only God did in the Bible, but maybe something that he has already done for you. And then get very specific and write down a won't you request of God. Won't you come through for me? Won't you heal me? Won't you heal that person who's sick? Won't you meet our needs financially according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus? Won't you help us to have peace and harmony in our home? Ask questions of God because God is a trustworthy God. And we're going to sing right now about the nature and the character of God. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to share with you two other ways for us to sky our eyes when we don't know what to do and when we're surrounded by enemies, when we're outnumbered and overwhelmed. Let's worship together.
chosen people, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. forsaken I am who you say I am you are for me not against me I am who you say I am I am chosen not forsaken I am who you say I am
We just sang about the nature and the character of God and who he has made us to be. God is a God who has infinite, eternal, unchangeable love for us and for his people. We're we're looking at this story about an ancient king, Jehoshaphat. His people were surrounded by enemy armies. They were overwhelmingly outnumbered. They were nervous. They were afraid. And so the first thing that Jehoshaphat encourages the people to do is to pray with him, to ask questions of God. Aren't you? Didn't you? Won't you come through for us? And, you know, we have a prayer shawl here just to remind us, ask questions of God in prayer. Because God is a God who loves us. We're his children. He's made us in his image, and he loves to answer our prayers. So first, ask questions of God. And second, build faith in God. Build faith in God. As we look to this story in verse 15, we see God speaking, Thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde, this great army against you, because the battle is not yours but God's. And then if we look at verse 17, You will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord your God on your behalf. Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. And then the king, Jehoshaphat, um, challenges the people to build faith in God. Listen to verse 20. And they rose early in the morning, and they went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets, and you will succeed. Are you feeling overwhelmed and outnumbered? You don't know what to do? Build faith in God. How do you do that? Well, the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes from the Word of God. I mean, he says, believe God and believe His prophets. And and, and this is a, a robust thing. Is your faith really growing? I mean, if your faith is dwindling at this time, it could be because you're not spending enough time in God's Word. I've got a dumbbell here, and it's 30 pounds, and it's fairly significant. And the only way to grow a muscle is to exercise it. And the only way to grow your faith is to spend time in God's Word and then say, God, I believe that you're going to do what you said you're going to do. So I want to encourage you not only to get a piece of paper out and write down some kind of a aren't you, didn't you, won't you prayer, but to find a verse in God's word that can sustain you through this difficult time. Maybe it's from Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Or maybe it's Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear. Do not anxiously look about you. For I am your God. 
I will strengthen you. I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Maybe it's a verse from Romans chapter 8. If God is for us, who could be against us? Maybe it's another one from Romans chapter 8. If God did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Or maybe it's Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I'm convinced that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I mean, I don't know what verse you need to pick for yourself, but my challenge is to use the prayer, the aren't you, didn't you, won't you prayer every day for the next seven days, and then to punctuate that prayer with, Pointing your finger onto a promise from God's word that you can claim that will help you if you don't know what to do and if you're feeling outnumbered and overwhelmed. Believe the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. You know, that last song that we sung talks about being a child of God. And the only way that you can access all the promises of God is if you have a relationship with God like Jehoshaphat had. Are you really a child of God? But as many as received him, to them he gives the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Romans, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Do you have belief, hope, faith, trust in Christ, in Jesus Christ? Because that's the way you enter into a personal relationship with God, is through Christ. See, the Bible says our sins have created a separation between us and God, so that he cannot hear. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus came to this planet. He lived a life we could never live. He died on a cross, breathed in the virus of sin in our place so we don't have to pay the penalty for our sin. And then he dies. He rises again. He ascends to heaven. And he's going to come back someday and he's going to make things right. And everyone who believes in him doesn't suffer an eternity away from him in hell, but they are promised heaven forever. And maybe you're watching right now and you go, that's never happened for me. I've never exercised that kind of faith in Christ. And today is my day to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus. And if that's you, then I just encourage you, bow your head right where you are, close your eyes, and maybe you can whisper a prayer just as simple as this. Lord Jesus, I feel outnumbered. I feel overwhelmed, and I don't know what to do. I believe that you died on that cross to pay for my sins. I believe that you rose again. So I receive you as my Savior and Lord right now. I turn from my sin. I want to be in heaven forever with you. Come into my heart. Change me. Save me.
See, there was a time in the Bible when a man who was a Roman jailer asked a very simple question of some missionaries that God had sent to that jail. What must I do to be saved? And the answer that they gave him was believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household. So, if you're feeling outnumbered and overwhelmed and you don't know what to do, it is time to sky your eyes. It is time to look to God. So ask questions of God and then build faith in God. And we're going to sing a song right now that is filled with passages of Scripture. So as you listen to this song, as you sing with this song, I want you to be thinking about what verse is being used in this song. And uh, can I claim that verse for myself? So how do I sky my eyes? When I feel overwhelmed, I don't know what to do. I ask questions of God. I build faith in God. And as we sing this song, let your faith grow.
never runs out on me Your love never fails and never gives up It never runs out on me Your love never fails and never gives up Never runs out on me It's your love still talking about how Jehoshaphat is an example for us in his uncertain times, how he was able to have a certain kind of faith in these uncertain times. And we've discovered that he first asked questions of God in prayer, and then we discovered that he built faith in God, and now we're going to see that he sings praise to God and he leads all the people to sing praise to God too. Remember, they're surrounded by an enemy army. They're way outnumbered. There is no way, humanly speaking, that they have a chance. They're going down. But he leads his people to actually worship God, not after the victory, because anybody can worship God after the victory. He leads them to worship God in song during the time when they were under siege. Look at verse 21. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise Him in holy attire as they went before the army and say, Give thanks to the Lord, for His steadfast love endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, so that they, the enemies, were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. I mean, the people of God saw God do something for them that they could not do for themselves. And I think it's very significant that the singing and the worshiping and the praising happen first. See, God always uses means to accomplish His purposes. And like Pastor Chad said last week, we're not to be passive people. But one of the active things that this people of God did in those days was they worshiped and praised in the midst of the storm. The battle was imminent. There was no hope, but yet they purposely chose 
to worship and to praise God. And God came through for them. I mean, I have here an old vinyl album from Marianne's collection way back in the day. And I have that here just to remind us all that not only do we need to ask questions of God in prayer, and not only do we need to build faith in God through Scripture, but we need to sing praise to God. And then we can watch God do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. You know, this past week on Facebook, I asked a very simple question. What songs of worship and praise do you turn to when you're feeling overwhelmed and outnumbered, when you don't know what to do? And I was amazed at the response that we received. And so we're going to post this on our website because I would love for you to take a look at this list of songs that people from our church put together. And what I would like to ask you to do is to pick one song, one song of worship and adoration and praise to God that you're going to use over the next seven days. So again, it's a pretty simple challenge, right? Write down an aren't you, didn't you, won't you prayer that you're going to pray every day for the next seven days. Make it short, make it sweet, make it simple. Pick a verse from the Bible that you're going to exercise. You're going to point your finger and say, put it on a three by five card, carry it with you that you're going to refer to several times. And then finally, pick one song that you're going to listen to, maybe sing with. The other day, I I was cutting the grass in the front yard. It was a sunny day. It was a warm day for a change. And Marianne was sitting outside and and the little boys at the house next to us across the creek uh, were saying, hey, Mr. Rick, hey, Mr. Rick. I couldn't hear him because I had my earphones on. And I was cutting the grass, and I was singing. She goes, you didn't hear them, but you were singing so loud, they sure heard you. (laughs) Now, I don't have the greatest voice, but I want to be somebody who actually literally sings praise to God. So my challenge is for you to find one song that you're going to sing to God over the next seven days. So there it is. You're feeling outnumbered. You're feeling overwhelmed. You don't know what to do. Sky your eyes. How do I sky my eyes? Ask questions of God. Build faith in God. Sing praise to God. And we've given you an assignment. Now, some of you are going, eh, I don't like assignments. It's an encouragement. Why? Because I want something for you. What I want for you is what we see happen for Jehoshaphat. God did for Jehoshaphat, he did for the people of God what they cannot, could not do for themselves. And that's what we want for you too. Thanks for being with us. We're going to end our time with another great song that will celebrate the character of God and the favor that God wants to bring to our lives. Let's worship together.
shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. The Lord bless you. His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Children and the children and the children. 